Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Trap Game Podcast, episode four. Chris and I coming off a nice little two-week break. It was nice. It was nice. It was, uh, you know, life happened a little bit. We've been itching to get back. We've been trying to set something up, but we are here. We have a lot to talk about. Um, A lot has happened. A lot has happened. And off the bat, I just need to... Okay, so for those of you guys that don't know, for picking up new listeners, Chris and I are from Las Vegas. So we are big Golden Knights fans, and that's why we talk about them a lot on the show. Um, and we're going to continue to talk about them. Yeah. It's just, talk it's our him, team. You know? about him. Absolutely. You notice that if you follow our Instagram and Twitter, yeah, we'll post updated stuff about the Knights, some things about other teams, but mostly about the Knights, just because that's what we care about. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking about caring about the team, you guys know, you know, Leonard came in about midway through the season. Great pickup. Absolutely great pickup. At first it was really just a depth move. And then DeBoer started to kind of lean towards Leonard a little bit. Um, Fleury's numbers, we all know, haven't been the best this year. Um, He's been going through a lot in his personal life, which is totally understandable. But when you pick up a guy like Leonard, you have to. Like, when you have the chance, especially when you have Malcolm Subban as your backup. Like, don't get me wrong. I think most of us were grateful for what Malcolm Subban did, especially in in the first year. In the first year, he came in after Flurry went down with that concussion, and he and he played a big role. And don't get me wrong, I was super happy that to see Subban go right. this year. But you know, like Subban played a nice little special role for us. He was on the first year team. He played a big role for us. So you know, thanks Subban. But when you can get a guy like Leonard, you get a guy like Leonard. Right. So we gave up. Oh, like, like nothing. Steal. Right. So I'm sure everyone's seen it by now. Um, Mark Fleury, Mark, Mark Andre's agent posted a picture on his Twitter. Reckless. Reckless. Dude, I didn't even see the picture until like two days ago, but I've known about the incident. Right. Well, cause he had deleted it. Right. He left it up for a whole day. And then, um, Mark Andre talked or like he spoke to the media and this is kind of what I want to get at. Um, I kind of want to go over who we think should be the starter from here on out. And going into next year, because Mark Andre did get that extension, he still yeah. has two years on his contract after this year. I think he's traded away. I think you have to at this point. Um, Leonard is a free agent after this season, so I think the priority has to be to re-sign Leonard. And here's the thing: I love Mark Andre. Yeah, of course. And I and I think there's this weird misconception out there amongst Knights fans: like if you're in Leonard's camp, you hate Flurry. That's not the case no, at no, all. No, no. Like, Flurry was the face of the franchise. You can still kind of say he is to a certain extent. I mean, he's the one in the apple can make the Right. Stone. Right. Not exactly. Like, like you, you got to think. Everyone, he got apple money. He, got apple money. he, got apple money. Like, he doesn't even need time. to play anymore. Like, right. Um, but yeah, so the picture was Marc Andre making a save and a Big freaking sword through his back. Big old knight sword. Right. And on the uh, sword itself, it said DeBoer. Stabbed in the back. Yeah. So here's a couple things on that. First of all, you don't post something like that during the playoffs. I'm sorry. Like, you have to wait until after. Not even just that. Like, you go and post this on the player's personal Twitter. 
So it they, wasn't on his personal. No, no, it was on it was on the agent's Twitter. Oh, okay. So, so that's where I was misled because I thought it was on his, and that's why he told him to delete it. No. So, and here's another thing. So after that was posted, it was left up for almost an entire day. You didn't really hear anything from Mark Andre about it until the next day. Um, he, well, he did have a press conference, and what was weird to me is that he kind of defended his agent. And I get it. Like he might have, he has known the guy since he was like 15. I think he said, like he's known his guy Walsh for years, which is cool. Like I get it. He's your friend. But if you really disagree with what he did, you don't come out and say, oh, well, he's just trying to protect me. He was defending the post, it seemed. He's like, well, I had him take it down. If it was me, I'm like, I don't agree with what he said. I had him take it down right away. I like to him about it. Right. And, you know, we went like, and I, I'm, I'm surprised that I wonder if he actually told Mark about this before he posted it. Because you know what I mean? Like you can't, I feel like as an agent, you don't just go do that. That's kind of, that's just reckless. Extremely reckless. Especially yeah. when your guy is the backup. Right. You know what I mean? And it's, it was very strange and that, like, my knee-jerk reaction was like, all right, well, now you have to get rid of Flurry. Because right. now he's, like, openly dissing the head coach. And I don't know, you know, if you guys understand this or not. Like, most Knights fans, I'm talking to, like, newer people to sports that really didn't follow sports until we got a team. If we win the Stanley Cup this year, the team's not going away. Right. This is a franchise now. Right. Like, they're going to be around for 30, 40, 50 plus years. Right. Okay. So when Mark Andre tweets something like that, or, you know, his agent puts something out like that, he's putting himself in front of the team. And especially when he did it was just so off putting to me. And then to come out and, and pretty much defend it. He's like, yeah, sure. He had him take it down, but you know, he was very like, beat around the bush about way it too nice about way it. too nice and i was just like man this is kind of weird yeah you know and he's like oh well me and Leonard have a good relationship and i'm like okay that's cool that's fine and you guys might have a cool relationship inside the locker room and you know maybe the players don't even care about it right but at the same time this is obviously setting something up for the off season oh definitely they're definitely going to trade him away and what the problem is is I think it might hurt his value. He's going to go to the team. The other team's going to look like, well, look, if we don't start you on our team, are you going to do the same? Yeah. Are you going to? And he's he's up there in age. Like, of course. Yeah, he's turning, gonna, he turns 37 this year. Exactly. Of course, we're going to get the younger, better goalie right now. Yeah. I mean, much better. Who It's debatable. But age-wise, like, of course, we're not going to keep an older gentleman. Right. You know, because once he does slip, once he does get injured, then what? Well, the thing is, Flurry does have the two more years slept on his contract at a little bit over $7 million a year. Now, the thing to me is, well, with coronavirus, all that stuff, the salary cap probably isn't moving anywhere. So the Knights are already really close to that salary cap yeah. ceiling already. So what team can afford to take on a 37-year-old Mark andre with a $7 million salary hit? You know what I mean? Yeah. So. It's either A, you re-sign Leonard and you keep Fleury as a backup, and you got to get rid of someone like Marcioso or Pacioretty, which I hate the thought of because okay. I really love that core, and I, I would much rather keep that core than keep 
flurry at this point. Yeah. Um, you you have to keep Leonard, and here's why: Leonard and Flurry might be really close statistically. That's fine. I have no argument against that. And this isn't me saying I don't like Flurry. Again, like right. we love Flurry. Right. But when you get a guy that is almost eight years younger, that at this point in time, I'm not talking about career. If you talk about good. career, duh, it's Mark Andre. Yeah. But if you talk about this year and going forward, your better option is Robin Leonard, and it's not even an argument. Right. But okay. but you have Knights fans that are like, oh, well, Mark Andre needs to start. How could you do this to him? Like, guys, this is a franchise. This runs past this year. The problem with Knights fans, including me, I mean, I wasn't – I didn't have a favorite hockey team before right. the Knights came here. You know, I watched hockey. I played hockey growing up. I knew about it, but I didn't have a favorite team. The problem with that is that most Knights fans, Flurry's all they know. Flurry's the best goalie that they knew, and Flurry, people love him. The kids love him. You know, he's great with the city. What he's done, and and he took us to the Stanley Cup our first year, and mm-hmm. you know, did very well, give or take a few games. So I can see where people are upset that we got this new guy um, coming in to replace him, and, and people are like. Midway through the year, we got this new guy, and you're just going to kick Flurry to the curb? That's the reason we got the new guy. Absolutely. And people think, oh, well, we just added him for depth. Well, now we have two great goalies. So, say Leonard does go down. Now we have Flurry. But the problem is, is when you just go with the younger, more stout talent. Absolutely. Right now. And, and again, this is nothing against Flurry. And, and it's insane that – you have to clarify if you prefer Leonard at this point in your career, like you hate Mark Andre. It's just so untrue. Right. It's like left or right right now. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like everybody's against each other. If you're a Leonard fan, you can't like Flurry. If you're a Flurry fan, you can't like Leonard. You know, and it's kind of ridiculous. I love them both. Right. I wish you could keep both. I wish we would have gotten Mark Andre at a better salary number to keep him. Right. But moving forward, you know, like, it's just not viable if you want this team to continue to be together because, you know, guys are going to get raises. You got Zach Whitecloud that has come onto the scene who's been a huge asset on the defensive end. You know, Stevenson just got his uh, his extension. Uh, Carlson's extension is kicking in next year. Like, we're going to be really close to the number. And um, just, just to go off some numbers here, just in the playoffs, I won't even go to the regular season. Just in the playoffs, Leonard's seven and two with a nine twenty one save percentage, and he's got a two point oh eight goals against average. Okay, that's pretty freaking stellar. Yeah. Now Flurry is three and zero. Awesome. He's got an eight ninety three save percentage with a two point six seven goals against average in those three games. So even in that small sample size, Leonard is clearly the right. better goalie right now. And I mean, it's not much difference like we say statistically they're both about the same but again it comes back to the age mm-hmm. it comes back to the money it comes back to the future of the franchise so what happens what happens last night if flurry blew the game for us do you think everybody would be outraged well everyone like, is just so knee-jerk right now and everyone's like so sensitive to the goalie situation right because after game two well, Leonard had just pitched a shutout against the Canucks the, in game one. It's his first ever, right? In the playoffs. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. Oh, okay. And he's had two already yeah. in this series against the Canucks. Yeah. And game two, 
He has a bad game, but I can't even really call it a bad game for Leonard. Our defense, our defense was horrible. I mean, you had Canucks in front of the freaking goal, unmarked all game, and Leonard had no chance. And everyone's like, "Oh, well, this is why we should be starting Flurry." Oh my god! And then game three, Leonard comes out, has another shutout. So don't talk to me about Leonard being a bad goalie. He had bad defense in front of him. The dude has never had a stellar defensive team in front of him until right now, and you see that. Yeah. And when they fall asleep, nobody's going to make saves like he had to make that in game right. two. Right. You you had Elias Pettersson, who's probably in the top 10, if not, you know, top, I won't say top five, but top 20, top 10, and he's a young kid. When you got a kid like that with a breakaway and nobody on defense, you just got to make a save. More often than not, a kid like that is going to score because he's just that talented. And that game, too, was a revenge game for the Canucks. We right. shut him out. Was it 5-0? 5-0. 5-0. Blew him out. Made him look like just – I mean, we ran the table that yeah. game. I mean, we, the we were, whole time. We were riding a little bit too high right. on the high horse. Right. And I, I think they came back like, all right, we're going to turn the heat up. Mm-hmm. And I think the Knights were probably like, oh, we got this in the bag and just got caught sleeping. Right. And then they put it right back on us. What was it 5-1 that game? or 5-2. 5-2? Yeah. And, I mean, I don't think people want to hear it, but I think – Last game, last night, is probably the last time we're going to see Marc-Andre start. Unless unless, a unless you get another back-to-back, but I don't think you're going to get any more postponed games unless anything crazy happens at this point. Um, I think Leonard takes it the rest of the way. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I think he's uh, going to take us to a Stanley Cup, I hope. Um, speaking, of, money on that. <laughs> speaking of that, um, just like a little quick update on the playoffs – the Knights are up 3-1. to one. Uh, I don't think there's really any way the Canucks make a comeback here. Um, they're just not strong enough. No. They're really not. They're, they're like, a young team. Yeah, they're a super young team. And like we said um, in our last show, like they're a good team. They're a young team. That's why I had them beating the Blues yeah. um, in our, in our uh, playoff preview. But – the Blues made them look a lot better than they actually are. They really I mean, did. the Blues goaltending was just absolutely atrocious. Um, and the Knights have been able to stop it and make it look good. One that is completely surprising, I think, to everybody. And I think the majority of like the hockey experts had them winning the whole thing. The Avalanche are down 3-1 to one to the Stars. Yeah. And I told you, you did. before the you series started, I said, take the Stars in the series it's a nice value play, and you didn't listen to me. <laughs> I mean, like I said, granted, the Avalanche goalie goes down in game right. one. So you put in their new guy, and he France so even bad. He's just been, he's bad. been bad. And their defense, like you said, switched cheese. So that's just a, a recipe for disaster. And the Stars have just been putting it on them. I they, mean, they have looked different. Yeah. Which is, I mean... I would still rather play the Stars right. in the Western Conference right. Finals at this point because they're they're a good team, don't get me wrong, but teams like that they're they weren't an offensive juggernaut like they are against the Avalanche right now yeah. and stuff like that kind of returns to normal at some point and I don't think they'll put that together again against the Knights yeah. for a full series. Um so still I'm super happy 
that the yeah, series is playing out the way it is because I would seriously much rather play the stars because for some reason every time I feel like every time we play the avalanche we just get blown out right like I eight to two like they they put up some numbers on us so I think it's a better matchup I'm really excited um, obviously the series isn't over Knights play again on Tuesday um, the stars have an opportunity to close out that series tonight. Right. Hopefully they do. Um, I think the Avalanche so a little fight. I yeah. Think, I think the Avalanche make it interesting tonight. Yeah. I mean, the Stars obviously can win. Franco just looks like he has no idea what's going on in there. It's going to OT tonight. OT? OT. There you hear You heard it here first. OT. I mean, this might be a little out afterwards, right. unfortunately. Right. But, uh, you know, we'll have a little bit of money on OT tonight. Um, in the Eastern Conference... You have the Islanders up 3-1 on the Flyers. That's crazy to me. Which is crazy. Um, it's not as crazy to me as the Stars and, and the, the Avalanche. Avalanche. The Islanders are just like a super well-rounded team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they don't have that Ovechkin. They don't have a Nathan McKinnon. Right. But they have a lot of super, super solid hockey players. And when you put – and it was like the Knights in their first year. They didn't have one superstar. But yeah, they had an entire team that played well together, and that's just kind of what the Islanders are. Yeah, you know, if you talk about to the average hockey fan, they don't know anybody on the Islanders. No, I hope we don't play the Islanders. Yeah, I hope they don't make it all the way because for some reason we they struggle look nice. against the Islanders. Right, every game I've been to, mm -hmm. we played against the Islanders, lost. Oh, and three. We talked about this. Yeah. He said I shouldn't go to any more Knights games. <laughs> Maybe particularly not when they play the Islanders. Right. But uh, then you have the Lightning up 3-1. to one. I think they close it out tonight. I think so, too. It's not very surprising to me. Um, I know a lot of people were high on the Bruins, but after you lose to Rask, like, yeah. um, Halak has been like played really good and really well in the first series. But, again, it's one of those things where it averages out. And the Lightning are just such a high, like potent, high scoring team that it was going to wear on the Bruins eventually. And I mean, the Bruins are a good team. Don't get me wrong; they can still make a series out of this. But I do think you're going to see the Lightning and the Islanders in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I think you will see the Knights and the Stars in the Western. I think at the end of the day, I think I said this in our first or second right. one that it's going to be the Lightning versus the Knights. I would rather play the Islanders I if know. it was me personally, but, you know, I guess it'll be fun. Yeah. Vasilevsky is probably the best goalie left in the playoffs, and I don't want to face a hot goalie. He scares me a little bit. But, you know, I got faith in the Knights. They're pretty overwhelming favorites right now yeah. to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. I don't know if that's, like, just a Vegas bias and a lot of money comes in on Vegas just because no one else can really bet on it I besides think, people in Vegas. I think they see we have the easiest road right now to right. the playoffs. And then, I mean, I don't know. We're just so great. We are so great. <laughs> we're just so good. Yeah, as we talk right now, the Knights are plus 160, um, following the Lightning at plus 200, Islanders at plus 400, the Stars at plus 550, and then the Knights are plus 160, 160 right now, right now to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, as that is speak. nuts. We were plus 550 before the bubble. Is, right. Is what I got them at a, a 550. So 
it's crazy. I mean, we're basically even money favorites to win it. And that is ridiculous. Yeah. Like when you when you see like teams to win a championship, like even the Chiefs are what plus like two fifty to win the Super Bowl, and they're probably the best team to ever freaking step on the field as of last year. Yeah. Um, that that is a crazy low number. Um, so yeah, the Knights are overwhelming favorites to win the Stanley Cup. I hope it comes true. I always get a little scared when my teams are the favorites because, <laughs> uh, you know, it just – it some way it – Cinderella stories uh, happen all the it. time. And, you know, then you're like, what the hell? The team is so much better than – Well, I think once they knock out the Canucks, all the Cinderellas are out of it. Yeah. I mean, the, the Islanders, Islanders aren't really – Well, the Islanders were a playoff team anyway. Yeah. Everyone that – everyone besides the Canucks would have been a playoff team. I'm just surprised at how bad the Philly – the Flyers are struggling. I mean, they were their first seed. They yeah. would look great. I think they almost swept two in their in their uh, round robin games. Right. And I thought it was definitely going to come down to those two teams, but it looks like they're about to uh, be out here soon. It looks like it. Um, hockey, you can get these comebacks a lot more than other sports for some reason. So until a series is closed out, especially in hockey, I don't count it out. Yeah. Um, and the Flyers are a good team, so there's there's still definitely a chance that they make it back, but uh, the Islanders look real good right now. They look real good. Um, but, yeah, moral of the story, Leonard is the way to go in the future. It uh, doesn't mean that I hate Flurry. Absolutely love him. You know, if for some reason we don't sign Leonard and he goes somewhere else and we have Flurry, I won't be upset about it. Right. You know I mean, I, mean? I will be a little bit because I know – I'll be like, disappointed. Eventually, like, Flurry is going to go and then – I mean, the writing's on the wall. He had a down year this year, and he's not getting any younger. Right. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he has a new mental state of mind when he comes in next year. You know, I, I can't even imagine what losing your dad is like. Right. You know, so uh, I'm sure that's been weighing on him all year. But the sports and age doesn't go well. It doesn't. It historically hasn't. So I think Leonard's the way to go. Um, but we'll see what happens. There's a lot of decisions to be made in the offseason. Um, a lot of money. Sports and age. LeBron James and the Lakers. LeBron James. LeBron James. Um, they're in the uh, semifinals for the first time since 2009 or 2012, I believe. Right. I guess finally he's uh, living up to the promise that he's going to bring that city another championship. Well, I mean, I think it's him, and I think it's a little bit. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but LeBron was the reason AD is there. I still don't think they win it. Their guard play just really? is, their guard play just isn't there. I think I think the only other team is the Bucks. Their defense is just crazy. The Clippers are looking really nice right now too. Yeah, I like the Clippers. Um, the Bucks were my pick at the beginning of the playoffs. I'm still going to stick with it, even though they haven't looked great since everything has restarted. You know, and I don't get why people say that, yes, they lost the first game to the Magic. I'm not even talking about that game. I'm like, but then they've won by 14, 15 points every game after that. Well, I mean, it was like the games leading up to it, too. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the eight games that they had to play. But Giannis was sitting out a few of those games, and they kind of were resting, guys, so... I'm still high on the Bucks. I, I like still think Bucks. that they can pull it out. Um, they do have the Miami Heat in this next round. That'll be a nice test Tonight. for them. It won't be the freaking magic. Right. They got Markel Fultz, who 
I I don't know if he's recovered from the yips yet, but <laughs> man, what a what a wasted number one overall pick that guy was. Um, you have the Jazz and the Nuggets game playing seven. in a game seven tomorrow, and I don't think anybody saw that coming. The the Jazz had a commanding three to one lead. You see how mad they were leaving? Oh, game? dude, kicking chairs. I mean, just stomping their feet. I mean, granted, they played like crap last night, outplayed. And now if they play like that again, they're out of the playoffs. Is it them playing bad or is it Jamal Murray just Dude. becoming the next freaking coming of Hakeem Olajuwon? Like that guy, the Can't next. Miss. Oh, dude, 52 50-point games in this series. Ridiculous. You bet the overs. Oh, uh, you got to bet the over in like every NBA game for the rest of time. Right. You'll win a lot more than you lose, that's for sure. You got yeah. teams scoring 100 freaking 40 points in regulation, which is ridiculous. But, I mean, Houston's scary. Houston's scary. They, With, uh, Westbrook's back. Westbrook right? is back. They have yeah. a 3-2 lead on OKC. They'll finish that out tonight. They'll finish it out tonight. Yeah. Um, I think it, I think it's going to be a close one. I think OKC is going to – it won't be a runaway game like it was the last game. Oh, when you got when you got a guy like Chris Paul, he's always yeah. going to keep you in the game. Um, the Clippers, unfortunately, beat the Mavericks. I really, really, really like the Mavericks right now. Just I love Luka. Right. 21 years old and the things that this kid is doing. Do you think he's been in the league for fucking 10 years? I don't know why I thought he was older. No. I don't know. Once someone 21. says 21, I'm like, Psh, Putting up 38 on the Clippers last night. Right. And he doesn't even have Kristaps. Apparently him and uh, Kawhi Leonard basically had the same stats through the series. It wouldn't even surprise me. And I'm like, Kawhi Leonard. I over under one and a half MVPs in Luca's career. Over. I think so too. Over. I think he gets like three. Yeah. Maybe four. If he Especially he, if he takes if he's improving next year. Right. The kid is twenty one putting up thirty eight on, you know, the set, perceived second best team in the NBA right now. And he did it every game. Like he didn't have an off game. And he was doing it on a bum ankle. Right. The kid is legit. And I'm a Bulls fan. I I mean, I'm not really, like, super invested into the NBA and, like, my favorite team. But, man, do I like watching Luka play. Yeah, he's good. Definitely. Definitely a player to watch, you know, grow through the years. Absolutely. Um, and then we do have the Celtics and the Raptors. Um I was hearing like the Celtics are the worst team left in the playoffs, which is crazy to me. Um, I mean, it was like some stooge saying it on some sports show, so he probably obviously doesn't know what he's talking about. Just like us stooges. Exactly. I mean, we all have opinions, and then opinions can be wrong. Sometimes. And I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't get why they say that. The Celtics are already up one zero on Toronto. Right. With easy, easy, easy win, easy win on that. I mean, Jason Tatum is probably the most underrated player in the NBA. Um, I don't get why the Lakers didn't go after him. They got ball that year. And now he's gone. And now he's and gone. I mean, they did parlay it into Anthony Davis, which I guess you can't be that upset about. Right. But, I mean, Tatum but, is just going to be – he's another guy that can win, okay, one and, a half, one and a half MVPs for Jason Tatum in his career. Over. You think over on that over. one? At least two. At least two. Just because, like, especially, like, 
if he takes his team far this year, which is going to be hard against the Bucks and the Lakers and stuff, but come next year, say they win a championship with him, he's definitely going to get it. I mean, he's a clutch performer. I I could see him winning one because, like, the NBA is weird in how they pick their MVPs. You know, like, realistically, LeBron should win the MVP every single year. Yeah. But I think at this point, like, people just want something new. So it kind of just seems like they go – they have a line. Yeah. Like, hey, you're going to be the MVP next year, but you have to play Decent. this well, yeah. and you'll win it. Yeah. It's like they did it with James Harden. Right. They did it with Giannis. Um, we just got Defensive Player of the Year back to unanimously, back. Unanimously. Back to back. Yeah. Well, well-deserved. Yeah, that's well-deserved. Absolutely. I'm not saying it isn't. But, you know, it, it's kind of like Mike Trout in baseball. Like yeah. Mike Trout should be the MVP every single year. Yeah. And it's not even close. But, uh, yeah, I think – I still think the Bucks take it all. Um, take the Nuggets tonight. I think the Nuggets finish the game. Or tomorrow night. You're right. I think the Nuggets finish out the Jazz. They just have the momentum. They're playing so much with so much more confidence than the Jazz are right now. And with if you have Murray even putting up thirty, you still have the Joker who's on fire too. Just give me give me the Nuggets. They're gonna beat the Jazz tomorrow. It's gonna be. Lakers, Rockets, uh, Denver, and the Clippers. It'll be, I mean, you already have the Bucks and the Heat, and then you have the Celtics and the Raptors. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, there's not really too much more to go on the NBA right now. No. Um, until those other series get finished. Um, we did have the MLB deadline today, trade deadline. Padres. The Padres winner. won it. The winner. Easily. They're you, scary. They are nice. They're scary. They are so nice right now. They pick up Mike Clevenger. I mean, you just add to an embarrassment of riches already. Right. They already have, like, you got Tatis, who is probably the most fun young player to watch right now. I mean, they're hitting grand slams like like <laughs> pop flies. I mean, it seems like every game they have. And God forbid you hit a grand slam when you're up seven runs. Do, right. you, do you see that? Yeah. All right, I got to talk about this a little bit too. We got to go over this real quick. So, in case you guys missed it, um, I'm sure you didn't if you follow baseball because it was a really big thing. But the Padres are up seven runs late game. You know, they're they're going to win this game pretty easily. Base is loaded for Tatis. He's got a 3-0 count. And he swings, okay? I guess in the unwritten rules of baseball, you know, I, I grew up playing baseball. Normally, you don't swing on a 3-0 pitch unless it's literally right there. And he swings out a pitch. It was actually a little bit outside, and he drives it to right field. He hits an opposite field grand slam, okay? Then, after the game, the Rangers manager... Oh, he's a young kid. You know, I wouldn't have done it. You know, these are, uh, you know, these guys are just wrapped up in what they're doing now in days. So my question to he's him, mad he was mad. But then again, which he, makes it even worse, is that the Padres manager even defend, agreed with the Rangers manager. How do you not have your own players back? It's because they're old. 
this is why slowly baseball faded out because you're watching one zero games one that's defensive and people are like oh you know the old heads love baseball that are like oh defensive oh the pitching's great oh this so oh, that no people want to see runs people want to see home runs people want to see stolen bases people want to see the fancy flashy stuff that's the way that baseball will come back to be America's favorite pass 100% over NFL cuz right now it's definitely the NFL when it uh, when it's, it's not on, even close when yeah. it's on because one you only get it once a week and even the NFL it's oh defense wins championships well no the Kansas City Chiefs proved that wrong not anymore year. you know what i mean like these teams are just throw first run second before yeah. it was run first and then second and third and then right. throw and i agree to a certain extent, like, you never want to show your opponent up. You right. know what I mean? Like, now, if they were, like, stealing up seven runs and, you know, the, the pitcher had no clue what was going on, then, yeah, you don't steal. You just advance base-to-base on hits, stuff like that. But he hits a home run. Just, right. like, what are you doing? And at that point, it's like, okay, so you're down seven runs in the eighth inning. So are you giving up? You're telling us pretty much what the Rangers manager is saying is, oh, well, we weren't going to win anyway. Right. So you're done. You're right. just done playing. You're done trying. Which is stupid because in baseball, there's the no very time. next day, the very next day that the Padres were playing the Rangers again, it was 6 nothing. The, the Padres were up, and it was early. So you're telling me at six runs they should be done. Throw up the white flag. And guess what happens? The Rangers, they ended up losing the game, but – they made it close. They made it close. Yeah. You don't stop scoring runs if you if you don't. It's a professional sport. If you don't want to get scored on, be better. Right. You're already down seven runs. How are you in a 3-0 count? You need to be throwing strikes. Right. So I just had to get that out there. If you still are in the mindset that what Tatis was did was wrong, you're the problem with baseball. You need to stop watching baseball because you obviously want the sport to die. Definitely. Like – no, Tatis is a great young talent. He's fun to watch. Let them have fun. Right. You know what? And I like Trevor Bauer because when he strikes a guy out, he does a Conor McGregor strike. He has fun. You know, he likes to showboat. He likes to have fun with it. If batters get to do it, pitchers should be able to do it too. Right. You know what I mean? So have fun with it. It's a freaking game. You guys are making $32 million. Garrett Cole's making over a million dollars a freaking start to throw five, six innings right now, which is absolutely disgusting. Have fun. That's right. all it needs to be. It makes it more relatable. To right. People. You know, other people do the Conor McGregor dance when they do great things. You know what I mean? The walk. Yeah. So it, it just it just shows. Because like when the NFL, the no fun, they were the no fun league, and now you can do dances. So why not do it? In baseball, make it fun. Make it people tune into it. Make it more relatable. And hit home runs. Hit grand slams mm-hmm. even if you're up 10-0. What yeah. do they want him to do? What You know what do you want him to it's do? Like what, Mar- every time Mark Stone scores a goal for the Knights, it looks like his head's about to explode. He's so excited. <laughs> yeah. He has so much. He has fun with it. And that's why people love Mark Stone. Yep. He might not be the greatest player ever. I mean, he's pretty damn good. Don't get me wrong. Right. But when he scores, it's like he scores his first goal every single time. Yep. And that's how baseball needs to treat it. They need to stop acting like this is like some crazy thing that a guy wants to have fun when he hits a freaking grand slam. That shit just pisses me off. to do. 
Yeah. In baseball. And it's a 60-game season. This season's already weird as hell. It's a gimmick. You know, like, as much as I hate to say it, we probably would have done better without this season. Honestly, you have doubleheaders. The Yankees just played three doubleheaders in five days. And guess how many innings the doubleheaders are? Seven innings. This isn't a real season. Right. Just have fun. Like, who cares who wins this year? Like, I will still recognize them as a World Series champion just because I love the sport. But just just stop acting like this is a regular year because it's not. Right. Let Trevor Bauer wear the jo- free Joe Kelly cleats. Who cares? Right. No one's in the stands. Everybody's watching now. <laughs> are they, though? I feel like viewership has gone down since, like, everyone was excited for sports to come back. But now that hockey's back. Now that basketball's back, uh, college football just started. Can't believe that. That blew my mind. I mean, like we I can. Said, I was watching it. I'm like, is this live? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. people are wearing masks. I mean, two weeks ago, I thought college football was dead in the water. Oh yeah. But now you have a full slate of games. Um, I mean, obviously, you're not having Ohio State. You're not having Michigan. Michigan State. You're missing a lot of those key teams, but you do have a lot of really good teams coming out of the SEC that are gonna play. And, I mean, again, it's it's just like baseball. They're going to crown a national champion. We all know it's not a real national it champion. It doesn't count. But we're just happy to have it back. Um, yeah, just just have fun. Just have fun with it. I mean, the Padres are. They're going for it, which is really crazy. I didn't think you'd see a lot of moves this uh, trade deadline just because you don't really know what was going to happen. Right. Um, but, yeah, the Padres are all in. Archie Bradley, the closer for the Diamondbacks, got traded to the Reds. The Reds are under 500 and are still buyers, which is crazy. Are losing right now as we speak to the Cardinals. Yeah, five games back uh, of the central lead, which, I mean, I guess they're not completely out of it, but we're already halfway done with the season. So they need to turn it on like today. Yeah. They, they need to come back today. They're they need to win today. One of the biggest busts I've oh, seen. Oh, 100%. Like, I had high hopes for them. Me too. Get in with Stockas and, right. you know, their pitching and everything. And Castillo, like, have a like, full year out of Trevor Bauer. Right. And then have a full year out of Sonny Gray. Like, he's there. Gray's been doing phenomenal. Right he's now. been great. Oh, yeah. Then a full year out of Nick Castellanos, who they signed. Like, they have been a huge disappointment. And I'm, I'm kind of sad about it. Um, you know who else has been a huge, just gigantic disappointment is the Diamondbacks. Yes. I had them pegged as a playoff team. Sold everybody today. Literally traded everyone. They're done. Uh, they are done. Uh, they're they're dead in the water. Um, Colorado's still in it. You pegged them as a playoff team, so they're they're still right there. San Francisco's only one game I behind Colorado. Were, I thought they were just gonna try and literally just not crash and burn, and then next year you know go out and get some people. But they're actually playing very good baseball right now. Yeah, seventeen and nineteen. Um, still two games under 500. They did just come off that seven-game winning streak, which really put them back into the middle of things. So don't sleep on the Giants. Um, I mean, I know people don't want to hear me talk about the Yankees, but I just have to bring up like – I want to talk about the oh, Yankees. Oh, please go ahead. I, I, I need you. to hear what you want to say first before I come I into I this. I this every game. The only way the Yankees are going to win the World Series, even with their newfound pitching – is if they stay healthy. Which is and an impossibility at this point. 
I think it's literally, I don't know if you guys just do it to give these players rest and it's like a fake injury, but I mean, Jesus, it's the same guys every, they are major, major players every year. I don't know. I, I think who they have as their like head um, athletic trainer is like that Dr. Pimple Popper lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like she, like she is in the medical field, but doesn't really know anything about like, physical like body medicine and because Aaron judge goes with goes down with a calf injury says says I'm fine I could play today I'm 100% they come off comes off the IL plays five innings and gets hurt again and is back on the IL like how do you mess that up how do you not know your body he was playing with a punctured lung at the beginning of this offseason. How do you miss this stuff? It's you're a professional freaking team. I think I think it's exactly it's the team. And not, not only you're a professional team, you're the freaking Yankees. Right. You it's, have more money than any team in any sport, and you have your best player playing with the F and punctured lung. Mark is upset right now. Dude, it's it triggers me because even through last year, I would watch a game and be like, okay, who's going to be hurt? Right. No, every time. And I, like I told you, every time, as soon as Stan went down, I texted you, oh, Ooh. here we go. Stan. Like the domino. God dude. damn it, dude. Stan, uh, Tor- Red Torres now. Stan's too. down. LeMayhew's down. Or LeMayhew just came back, but he did have a little time on the frickin' I.O. Paxton's out. Tommy Canley went down with an injury. Uh, Zach Britton's out with an injury. Um, yeah, Judge is out again. Glaber Torres is out. It it never ends. Never. It never ends. And, and it, then when they get someone back, just someone else. It, and there's someone almost like a silver gone. lining because like you hope they can just hold on long enough to get these guys healthy, and then they come back rested and they come back healthy. What the problem is is now do you slip down in your position? Are the what? Yankees going to be able to hold their lead and you know keep it going? For 60 games. Don't get At me this wrong. point, I think the Rays are going to win the division. I mean, they're dealing with their own injuries as well. Like, they have a lot of injuries with their with their pitching staff, which is, like, their strongest point of their team. But the Jays are still in it. Yep. The Blue Jays. They just traded for Robbie Ray. Mm-hmm. They just traded for um, VR from the Marlins. VR. And, like, they're, they're not out of it by any stretch of the imagination. And... The Yankees bullpen, which was one of their strengths, looks absolutely god awful every single game they play right now, because you know they can't get the ball to Chapman, Zach Britton, who was their best closer coming into it. You know he's down. I just Davey Garcia came up, made his debut yesterday, six strong innings, so that's really nice to see. That hopefully they have some young guys that can come up and push them through. But right now, dude, I just I'm so sick like watching every game because, <laughs> like I said, dude, even through last year, every single day it wasn't. Oh, I hope no one's injured. It was okay. Who's going to be out for a few days? Right. And I every think, single day. I think like we touched on it, you know, with the sixty games this year, and like you said, you played what five double headers? Five double headers, like or no, three double headers in five days. I mean, that's a lot of it's games. ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like that's a lot of. You get off the field, you go take a shit, and then you got to be right back yeah, on. Yeah, it's like an hour like, between every game. It was. I thought it would be like a morning and a night thing. No, yeah. it's like you literally go brush your teeth and 
come back, you know, go have a snack. It's so ridiculous, but uh, we got off on a tangent there. Yep. We didn't mean to. It's all right. I love talking about the Yankees. It makes (laughs) you so angry when they're not doing what they need to do. Well, I mean, uh, they're still playing okay. And that's the thing. Like, they're still injured. It's just upsetting. It's just upsetting. Like, their analysis and breakdown of injuries is just so fucking off all the time. Right. Like, Aaron Boone, if Aaron Boone ever says, oh, it doesn't seem serious, I just know that the guy's going to be done for the next month and a half. Because whatever information he's being fed about these injuries, like I said, is from the Dr. Pimple Popper lady. And she's like, oh, his leg is at a fucking 45 degree angle ah he should be back tomorrow jesus man it just it's so upsetting but let's get off of that i'm heated now (laughs) i'm gonna calm down the nfl starts in two effing weeks not even i think less like 10 days 10 days and the best team to ever touch the (laughs) planet earth in my eyes, at least, Kansas City Chiefs will be taking on the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a rematch of. Uh, I think the Texans going to be really upset because they blew that twenty-four to zero lead yeah, in the playoffs. Whatever, dude. They're coming back to Sean Watson. This is his uh, contract year. He says he doesn't want a, a contract like Mahomes, not as long, something similar. But we'll see. I don't think he's earned. He it. wants like the average annual value. I think he, he doesn't want like a golf years. contract. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, and Deshaun Watson is way better than Jared Goff. De- definitely, definitely. I saw through Jared Goff's freaking cloak. Facade. Yeah. Right, like, before he that got whole drafted. team. The whole team. The first year, yeah, they go out and, and basically do the Yankee thing and spend all their money on these yep. great players, and they have one great year, and then choking the Super Bowl, and where'd they go? Downhill. I haven't seen them since. They're, they're bad. So today we're going to do the AFC win totals. Yep. Unders and overs. We're going to tell you the the odds of it happening. And just go over each team just a little bit, just mm-hmm. a smidge. So we'll start off with the Ravens. Ravens, 11 and a half. For them to go over that win total, you're looking at plus 105 to go under is minus 125, and I did get these numbers all today. These are all current numbers. Um, what do you think? I want to hear your opinion on this one. I think Lamar Jackson definitely gets exposed this year, and they go under. I think they're going to be a 10-6 and six team, okay. maybe even 9-7. and seven. Okay. I mean, they got some new players, and – I mean, you you've seen it in the in the playoffs. The the Titans found a way to shut down Lamar Jackson, and yep. and their whole team crumbled. Yeah, you know I a hundred percent agree. I know people want to hear us disagree a little bit more, but I have I already have everything that I think is going to happen on here, and I put the under. We haven't even talked about this. Yeah, I totally agree. Lamar Jackson, yeah, he's a good quarterback. Um, but you see it time and time again. These run-first quarterbacks in the NFL don't work out. Nope. They have one good year because no one has a book on them. No one has tape on them. But once they get to tape, they adjust. And he's not a good pocket passer. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, he was a good pocket passer last year because they had to adjust for him running every single play. Yeah, The dude does. 
takes one read and is gone. Right. If they can contain him and force him to throw this year, they will be a nine and seven team. Yeah. They will be a ten and six team. Will they make the playoffs? I think so. Yeah. Because the AFC North isn't the strongest anymore. But yeah, I am not on the Lamar Jackson hype train like everyone else is. He needs to have another year like he did last year. Yeah. If he has another year like he did last year, I will put my foot right in my mouth and I'll jump on that train. Yeah. But until then, I've seen we've seen this so many times with so many different quarterbacks. They have really good rookie year, really good year. And then yeah, everyone adjusts. Well, and then they and then they don't adjust because they're not good to, they're not that good of a player. They came into the right system. Right. And I think that's what's gonna happen to him. And we'll just go to their defense. They lose They lost Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. Yep. I mean, is he the new Antonio Brown? It kinda seems like it. I mean, like first he's caught cheating with some lover and his brother in bed and his girlfriend pulls a gun on him. Nice. You know, he gets in a fight with a player at practice over a blown coverage or something, and then they just kick him off the team. Mm-hmm. I mean it well, must like, have been something. And apparently the whole locker room has said that his attitude they, was just The team stuck. voted him on. Yeah. It wasn't just like something that was spur of the moment. Like the team got together oh, and was like, 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 all right, that. sorry. Like you might be one of the best safeties in the NFL, but you're just kind of an asshole and we don't want to play with you anymore. Right. I mean, I think that says more than anything. Right. And that would ruin the whole locker room. I mean, and and even when he was playing with the Seahawks, I remember he was getting carted off the field when he had an injury. You remember this? Yeah, he he flipped off his entire bench. Well, cause he and he was like, still on the team. He didn't want to play, right? When he broke his leg, he was he wanted a contract extension. Yeah, I mean, there was already some and... stuff going on, and it was already public that him and the Seahawks were having big issues. But, yeah, I'm, I, I'd be surprised if anybody signs him. You know, it is an Antonio gonna, Brown kind of situation. He's going to get signed. I mean, he's just too good not to, and he doesn't really have off-field problems. I, I, there's going to be somebody. And so is Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown can play right now, and he's still not signed. He has an eight-game suspension. But he's, he still gets signed. He gets signed, but who wants to sign a player that can't play for eight games? And who knows, like, what happens with his allegations outside of – Yeah, he's still right. fighting that. You know what I mean? I guess you're right. All right. So, next, Bills. Over nine, okay. I like this. Me I too. like it. They're minus one twenty to go over nine wins. Yep. I think they hit nine right on the dot. I think this is their year. It definitely is. I mean, okay, Cam Newton comes in the Patriots. Let's see what happens there. But the Bills get uh, Stephon Diggs. Now they yep. have someone to throw to, and yep. Josh Allen. I think is a very good quarterback. He slept on hard and. Not a run for his first quarterback, but if he needs to run, he will run the ball and run the ball hard. It's not like Lamar Jackson where he's juking and he's just putting his head down and trucking people and jumping over people. Josh Allen likes to run around the goal line. Yeah. He's not so much like an open space kind of guy because he's not fast enough for it. Right. But he will take your head off at the goal line. Yeah. He had, I don't know how many rushing touchdowns he had. But I think he, he had was a, up there with Lamar. He had a last decent year. amount of rushing touchdowns, and he's not a bad passer. Mm-mm. Like, does he overthrow guys sometimes? Yeah, but like you arm. said, he didn't have the number one receiver that he has right now. Right. Stephon Diggs is going to change that offense. Yeah. And I agree. I I think they go over the nine. The minus one twenty is telling. The book thinks they're going to go over the nine. Um, I think it's a low total. 
especially, I mean, coming off last year, they had a good year last year, and they didn't get worse, which is the thing to me. And the other teams in the uh, AFC, uh, yeah, AFC East, they did get worse. Right. So it's the Bills to lose, I think. Um, The Cincinnati Bengals, five and a half. The over Joe, the franchise saver, Burrow. Tiger King. Who, by all accounts, has been absolutely killing it in their training camps. They say he is the player that they thought they drafted. He is who they thought they were. He might be, but the whole team is still... They got a nice team. I mean... They were bad last year, but they have a very if, talented If they can offense. stay healthy, they're like the Yankees of that of that division because A.J. Green always is, is hurt. But I think it's really just him. Who, who's their running back? Joe Mixon. Mixon, always hurt. Always. Last year, I think he stayed healthy. And I guess Leonard Fournette was released by the Jaguars. He was. He was. I wouldn't be surprised if... The Bengals go after him because I think be he's a, a better sick fit tandem than. than no, nah, Joe Joe Mixon will still be their primary, but Leonard Fournette, like as a third down back, that'd be nice. Yeah, because Leonard Fournette really isn't a pass catcher. Joe Mixon is. Yeah. So, obviously, with today's NFL, like you're really more of a pass catcher as like a, a running screen, back now, like right? Type like of running back, they're. You're getting maybe 15, 20 carries a game, but you're also getting five to 10 targets in the passing game now. So Leonard Fournette is kind of like a dying, um, dying like, breed of running like back. A third down and goal. Right. You know, right. What you see guys in. like Derrick Henry, like Derrick Henry is one of those last like bruiser kind of running backs that is successful in the NFL. But Derrick Henry is just an absolute train monster of a human being. Um, but the over, um, you're sitting at minus 130 if you think it's going to go over the five and a half. Uh, plus 110 to go under. I don't think they lose. I, mean, I don't think they. I, I, I don't think they lose ten games. I, I definitely think they go over the five and a half. Right. If, uh, if Joe Burrow is who they say he is. Yeah. We'll see in the first two games. Exactly, yeah. and that's that's the key. If Joe Burrow is. 75 to 80 percent of what they drafted him for i do think this go the number goes over if he turns out to be a complete bust which i don't think he will then it will go under i'm leaning toward he's gonna be better i think he's gonna be a really good nfl quarterback he just has the confidence he has the build to be a really good quarterback i think it goes over the uh five and a half are you sitting there? Are you you kind of are you leaning? I, I want. I know it's. I think it's just a Joe Burrow effect. So I right. think it's honestly going to go under. I okay. think he's going to struggle. I think he's really going to struggle, especially like in that division. You got Ben right. Roethlisberger coming back. You know? He's washed. Yeah, but who knows? He's had time to actually get some rest. You know, and their defense is great. How old is he now? Eighty five. Eighty six, I think. I think. Yeah. is definitely up there. The man's the man's a legend. You yeah. know, he went to AA meetings for porn and alcohol That's apparently. True. So like yeah. you just gotta his arm has gotta be buff as hell. <laughs> during during the uh during the quarantine. Yeah. He's I gonna mean, look like one of those uh professional arm wrestlers. 
Yeah. <laughs> his right arm is going to be three times the size of his left arm. That Family Guy episode where Quagmire walks right. out with a giant buff arm right, and is right. like, oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think they're going to struggle. We got the keeping in the same division, the Browns, over eight and a half at minus 130. Oh, minus 110, sorry. The Browns are going to brown. You know, I said the same thing last year. Everybody was on the high train. They got OBJ. They got Baker Mayfield, who won in their first game in 35 years and all this stuff. And I think, again, they'll be okay. They won't make the playoffs this year. They, I think they're going to be a below 500 team. Just because, again, there's going to be another – Another uh, another hype here. Yeah. My thing is, is, is kind of like what we said with baseball. It depends on how many fans you're let in. Yeah. Because a lot of these teams can now can play without all that outside noise. Yeah. And Baker Mayfield has shown that he's that person that listens to all of that stuff. Yeah. So if there's no fans, I feel like they can have a really good year. So you think they go over? I... I don't want to say that a hundred percent. The potential, the potential. Okay, the potential is there. It's the potential there. is there to go over. They have a good team. They literally get the first round pick, first overall pick every year. They have to have talent. I'm. I said I did say over, so I'm going to stick with that. I do think that they will go over the eight and a half. I don't feel good about it. It's definitely not a total. It's not a number that I would bet. And if you look at it, both sides over and under, they're both minus 110. So even the sports book doesn't know. Um, They they don't have a feel on it. I guarantee they won I could see that. I could see that. It's going to come down to game 16, and you're going to have people like, I got the over, just win this game. And and Baker Mayfield's just going to choke. Yeah, I could see it. It's just the Browns. And until... Until they do something different, the Browns are going to brown. Yep. They did it last year, and everyone was picking them to win the Super Bowl. The, the talent is there. And that's the thing. Like The talent is there on the Browns. It just They have so many big personalities. That never works out. Never. Never. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to go over. Chris is going under. But I'm going over, and I don't feel good about it. I feel really I good wouldn't, about the under. Okay. Yeah, I if like you're going to listen to anybody, like listen to Chris like on this to one. I the public. Everybody's always like, oh, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. See, but is the is the public on them because of what happened last year? I feel like the consensus would be that everyone's kind of feeling like we're feeling. It's like, okay, well, they had the same team, but they didn't do anything with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't – I feel like a lot of people are kind of like us, like they're on the fence yeah. about the Browns this year. Um, but we will move on. The Broncos, seven and a half wins. Another team, the sportsbook isn't 100% with it. Um, minus 110 on both sides. I'm going the under on the Broncos of seven and a half. Um, everyone seems to really like Drew Locke. I don't know why. I guess he, sh- I mean, he showed some promise, but to, to think he's ready to lead a football team, I'm not there yet. And this is a really young team. This is a really young team he has around him. So I'm not going to 
be the one to die on the hill to say that they're going to be a good team, I'm going the set, uh, under seven and a half wins. I I think they get to eight. I think they do okay. well. They got Melvin Gordon coming in, paired with Philip Lindsay. If Drew Locke plays as well as he did last year, if not a little bit better, I think they they get to the eight. But he nothing to me screams like. You know, last year either, but you know they did fairly well last year, and then you add a little bit more talent running back. He won't have to throw as much, yeah. rely on him as much. I don't know. I, I like the A, even though they're you know our r- rivals in the AFC West, but they had know. a nice draft. Yeah, they did have a nice draft. They brought in a lot of young, nice receivers. They got that. Uh, what's his name? From uh, Jerry Judy, right? Judy, yeah, yeah. No. Judy? Did Judy go to the Cowboys? Or he went to the Broncos? It's hard. There was three receivers. Judy went like to the – no, you're right. Judy went to the Cowboys, and hey. it was the kid from Oklahoma, but I forgot his name. Because Henry Henry Ruggs went to the Raiders. Raiders. Shoot, why can't I remember his name right now? Anyways, good receiver. Anyway, right. I think they go over. Okay. Uh, the Texans, they're definitely going to have a loss in the first game. They're playing the defending <laughs> champs on Thursday night football. Right, so they're already starting 0-1. 0-1. And their over-under is 7.5. Under. Under. I mean, even the sports book think they go under. It's favored to go under 7.5. Barely. But it just goes to show, like, they're, they lost DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. I mean, and yeah, they go get Woods and, and this and that. And I just... I. I, you lose your the I think the best wide receiver in the, the entire argue, yeah argue, I mean you could argue Julio Jones and Michael Thomas but yeah it's it's between those three right they're they're one A one B and one C right like you can interchange any one of them and you're gonna have one of the best receivers in the game so I I think it goes under I, I think so too I think it goes under uh, there's nothing about the Texans that excites me I mean Deshaun Watson is a good quarterback. But that only gets you so far. I mean, their defense is getting older. Who knows if J.J. Watt is ever going to play another full season. Um, You get David Johnson, who I guess could have a career resurgence in Houston. But even then, like, I don't think he moves the needle for you that much. Because, I mean, as a Cardinals fan, watching him those last two years was brutal. He got his money and it kind of just seemed like he was uninterested after that. Um, I had him on my fantasy league oh, both years. I'm so I'm glad. Like, like I wanted him so bad the year after he blew up. I didn't get him either year, and I'm really glad I didn't because he was just he was terrible. But yeah, we're both going the under on the Texans. There's yeah. really not much to talk about. They had a really bad off season, um, and there's nothing telling me that they're going to be any better than they were last year. Um, we'll move on to the Colts. They're sitting at nine. The over is minus 120, and under is even at plus 100. I'm going to go with the under. I do really like the Colts, and I wouldn't be surprised if they went over this total. But an aging Phillip Rivers, like in a brand-new system, it's not like Peyton Manning to the Broncos. Right. Because the the Broncos have an all-time defense. The Colts don't have an all-time anything. Uh-uh. They have a good team. Yeah, they have a good team, but there's nothing that you see on paper that's like 
Yeah, the Colts are going to win 10 games. I think Phillip Rivers has under over 10 interceptions oh, this over. year. Over. The over dude, easily. I don't get it. I get it. His will to, to keep the game close and do everything he can, but he just makes poor decisions yeah. towards the end of the game. He's, he's, know, he just chucks the ball and prays. So it's going to show. And, yeah. And like you said, they don't have many many targets, many people. So Nothing that excites me. No, no. I think I think definitely under the Jags. Under four and a half. Tank for Trevor. Tank for Trevor? You think that's what they're oh, doing? Dude, they're they're gonna be so bad this year. They're gonna they're gonna win two games, maybe. Tank for Trevor. That should be like the new slogan in the NFL. Who's tanking for Trevor? It's the same thing every year. Like last year it was tank for Tua. Um the year before that, it was tank for Kyler. Yeah. This year, it's tank for Trevor. Um, yeah, I, the Jags are a one or two win football team. Yeah, I mean, getting rid of their quarterback for a guy who hasn't started since high school. You know, you get rid of. Well, they have Gardner Minshew. I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they got I rid mean, of Nick Foles, who won a Super. I don't get me wrong; he got injured last year. He didn't look great, but you get rid of some guy who just won a Super Bowl versus some guy who. Hasn't started a football well, game since that Nick school. that Nick Foles contract was just so stupid. It is it's the same thing. These teams get desperate, um, and they sign him for this huge deal. Like Nick Foles has not been a good quarterback almost his entire career. He had the he had an awesome awesome run with the Eagles, which is gonna be the best he ever plays. Yeah, he did not deserve that contract. It was the same thing. That when the Cardinals signed Kevin Cobb, he didn't deserve that contract. They signed him off like one half of one game at the end of the year where he threw like five touchdown passes and they brought him in to be their starting quarterback. Yeah. That's just that stuff doesn't work. Right. And I and anytime I see a team like uh what's his name? Um the kid Brock Osweiler. Um, he was horrible with the freaking Texans. Right. He was horrible with the Broncos. Right. And then the Texans are like Oh, this sam this shitty sample size warrants that he should be a top paid quarterback in the NFL. Right. Guess what happens? He plays one year for the Texans, and now he's bouncing around all over the place. He actually ended up in back Miami, with right? the Broncos. Did he? Mm-hmm. For a little bit, I don't know if he's with the team anymore, but he was backing up uh, in Denver again. But uh, yeah, go under on the Jags. They're going to be bad. They're going to win one or two games. Trevor Lawrence will be their starting quarterback next year. All right, go ahead. This is your time to shine. I'll just sit back and relax on this one. The Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> Super Bowl champions. Uh, over 11.5 is minus 125, under is plus 105. I'm going to say it. As much as I would love my team to go 16-0, we might go 11-5. We lose the stupidest games every year. So you're going under. I'm going under. And and just because, you know, it's my favorite team, I I just know how how we work and, and it's always the same. Yeah, we go twelve and four here and there. I think it's gonna be eleven and five year. We're gonna blow the easiest games we should win on the in the stupidest moments. Okay. We did it last year. 
This is a surprise to me. You know, we didn't talk about this before. As much as I, I would have hundred percent thought you got, yeah, I would have a hundred percent thought you were going to have them with the over. And like I said, I fade the public, and you know, everybody and their mom is thinking we're going sixteen and zero, and we're gonna just choke in the stupidest of moments and still go to the playoffs, yeah. still win the Super Bowl. But I think eleven and five. I have them over. I can easily see them going twelve and four, thirteen and three. They're just that good. They brought back. Pretty much everyone from everyone. last year's team. They get Clyde's, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who, I, I mean, I don't know, but supposedly is like a top 10 player in the league already. Apparently. It hasn't even taken a snap in the NFL. He's gone in every single mock draft that I've seen in fantasy, at least. He's a top three running back. They're literally saying it's like him or Christian, Christian McCaffrey. Him, Christian McCaffrey, Zeke, and Saquon Barkley. I think I'm going to go put my money where my mouth is, and I, I think he's going to be great this year. I think he's going to lead the league in all-purpose yards. That's a nice bet. So I'd like to know the number on that. It's the same thing that Kareem Hunt did a few years yep. ago because we're going to use him the same way. He's going to run up the middle here and there, but he's going to be a screen catch player. That's all. That's all. That's all what we use our running right. backs as. So. Adding him, I think that's exactly what it's going to be. And he's going to lead the league in all-purpose yards this year. Okay. I mean, if you think that, they're easily going over 11 and a half. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it, to me, it's just it's it's too easy. You know what I mean? It's too easy to look at these things and be like, oh, this is for sure going to happen. And everybody goes and throws their mortgage on it. And then right. the casinos cash out. And aren't, well, aren't one the Chiefs one of the teams that is planning on having fans? Yes, we are. Which huge, is, huge advantage. Huge. Another huge advantage huge. for probably the best team in the NFL right now. So I can't see them going under 11 and a half, honestly. Um, and I'm, I'm a big believer that the NFL is extreme, obviously extremely hard to win yeah. and even harder to replicate, you know, a crazy good season like the Chiefs had last year. But again, they kept everyone. They brought in new people that either are an upgrade or about the same as what they had last year. And the thing about the Chiefs is we've been good for like three, four years. Right. Playoffs. Mm-hmm. It was like playoff, playoff win, AFC, AFC win, Super Bowl win. Yeah. It's not like we've... They've gotten better every, every year. And Mahomes has gotten better more. every single year. Yeah. So I got the over. Chris has the under. It's his favorite team, so I would listen to him on that one if he thinks it's going to go under. But, yeah, and you're getting plus money on that. So um, we'll move on to the the AFC West. Yep. The The Las Vegas Raiders. I hate that I live here now. I love it. I'm not a Raiders fan, and I'll never be. I mean, okay, I don't want to say I'll never be a Raiders fan because I kind of already am just because they represent the city now. Yeah. So I want them to do well. Yeah. But uh, I'm still. eh, Well, yeah. I mean, for you, yeah. Yeah. Um, The number is seven and a half. The over is at plus 115. The under is at minus 135. I got to go under. I got to go under the seven and a half. I, I agree. But they have a lot of talent. They just have no talent at quarterback. And that's a could, pretty big part know, of it. If they could figure it out, or if Derek Carr, Mariota, or whoever steps in, 
can just do what do what Peyton Manning did and just like hopefully their team carries them and just do the bare minimum. I think they win at least eight games. I I mean, they have a new wide receiver they say is just as fast as Tyreek Hill. They have Josh Jacobs as running back who carried that team last year. Yep. The Hunter Renfro Hunter Renfro is their tight end. Like they're a receiver. Receiver? Renfro's a receiver. Darren Waller is their tight end who had a monster year last year. I mean, they have the tools there. They just hopefully, you know, Derek Carr can show up a little bit. Well, he here's the thing. Derek Carr, he is gonna win you some games, but at the same time, he is not gonna win you games that he shouldn't. Like a Mahomes, like yeah. a Aaron Rodgers. Like those guys will win games that look completely out of like out of lopsided. Out of like not gonna happen. Derek Carr's not that guy. Yeah. Marcus Mariota is not that guy. So where they might have talent, where they might be young, it's not going to come together this year, I don't think. I think it goes under the seven and a half. Um, you're going over? I got the over. Okay. Let's see. Sticking with the AFC West, the Chargers, the San Diego Chargers, eight. Minus 115 to the over, minus 105 to the under. Uh, I'm surprised. This one's hard. No, I'm super surprised if Tyrod Taylor steps in. I mean, he's a decent quarterback in a new system, in a new city, who is sharing a stadium with the Rams. Right. You know it's the Rams stadium, not your stadium. The thing is shaped like a Rams head. You know what I mean? Like, it. He knows that Justin Herbert is there to take his job at any moment. Yep. I they lose Melvin Gordon. Yes, they still have Eckler. Yes, they still have what's their wide receiver's name? Uh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, which is very good as well. Mm-hmm. Their defense is probably the only reason they go over. Bosa just got a huge extension with his huge nose. But uh, I'm taking the under. I just – I don't like their team. They got a little worse, I guess, or if not exactly the same as last year. But I I take the under eight. I'm so torn on this because I'm looking at their schedule right now. They do not have an easy schedule. Um, I'm going to go with the under – on this one, um, like you said, Taylor's going to be playing with it. He's going to be looking over his shoulder all year. Right. Because Chargers fans expect Justin Herbert to, to play. And it makes sense. You know, you spend a top five pick on the guy, top six. And I like him. I think he's a really good quarterback. And he will definitely be their franchise quarterback moving on after this yeah, year. Yeah, I, I just don't think they got better mm-hmm. than they, you know. They didn't get better, and they had a really bad year last year already. So it's hard for me to see them improving to eight wins after having such a bad year and and not really doing anything to get better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, That's a tough one, though. 
uh, it's it's right on the number, so kind of just follow what you think the Chargers are going to be this year. I think they're going to go under. Chris has them going slightly over. It just kind of shows that the Chargers are an enigma. We don't really know what to expect from them this year. No, I have them going under. I think. Oh, you do have yeah, them going under? Yeah, I don't know why they're favored to go over. I just don't see it. I have the under. Okay. All right, well, we agree there. The Dolphins. This is another hype team. As much as I like to see them go over, and in my brain, I'm like, okay, they spent all this money. Right. They get all these players. Right. They get Tua. It should work just like the Browns. It should work once they got all those players. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think they go under. It's the fucking Dolphins we're talking about. It's like talking about the Browns. You know what I mean? It's like. So the, it's interesting, though, because the book has the over at minus 135. I know. That because it's the hype train, they get Tua, they go spend all this money on their defense. You know what I mean? They draft well, so it's like you love to see it. You would you the talents there again, like the Browns, the talents there. But then it's just like we're talking about the Dolphins. I'm gonna go with the over. I don't. I don't even think Tua is gonna start this year. I think it's gonna be. Fitz Magic. Fitz Magic. If Fitz? he starts, then I'll take the over for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think he is the presumed starter at least going into the year. Yeah. Um, and they were in a decent amount of games last year. I mean, at not the beginning. At right. the beginning of the year, they were getting blown out by like five touchdowns. Every I game. just gotta say, thank you, Miami Dolphins, for beating the Patriots in Week 16. Oh, that was beautiful because that put us in the two seed yep. to get the bye. So I just I wanted I love Fitzmagic for what. And let's he did. get not let's not get lost on the coaching staff. Brian Flores is a really good coach. Yeah, and I think with the talent they did bring in, like I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team, but I can see them sneaking in seven and nine, eight and eight. Like you know, keeping it spot. interesting. Um, I too it won't play this year because you know I think they want to take it slow with him, especially with the hip injury he's coming back from. Right. Um, and you got a guy like Fitz Magic who he's serviceable. He's yeah. serviceable. He can get you wins. Right. Um, I think he's better than Derek Carr. Right. At this point, like, yeah, uh, yeah I, I think they get the over, but not by a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like, I like, I like it that it's at six. If it was like starting at seven, seven and a half, then I'd start to get iffy. But six is a nice number for them. All right. We got to talk about them. Everyone's the division. Everyone's favorite team. Everyone's most hated team, unless you're from that area. Let's get it right. It's like the Yankees. Yeah. Everybody hates the Yankees unless you're kidding. a Yankees fan. I was kidding. Yeah. I know they're not everyone's favorite okay, team. Okay. Just want to get this. <laughs> just make sure it's clear before we lose all our followers. <laughs> everyone thinks we're on the Patriots bandwagon here. The New England Patriots, nine and a half. Plus 135 to the over, minus 160 to the under. Give me the under all day. All day. All day. I mean, what do they do besides get Cam? It's the biggest under number. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I have no idea why they set the number this high if they were going to have the under at minus 160. Because it's the Patriots. I get it. And and this is going to be the year that we see if it's Bill Belichick. Or Tom Brady. Yeah. And here's what people need to remember is, yeah, they did sign Cam Newton. 
who could end up being a great sign for them. But they still lost six starters because of COVID. Mm-hmm. You, they still lost a lot of people. They are not a, as good a team as they were last year. Right. Even with Cam Newton. I thought they were going to, what do they call it? Whatever for Trevor. Or Tank for Tua? Tank for Trevor. Tank for Trevor this year? I thought they were going to do it. I'm like, oh my God, here comes. And they still might. Just have Cam They Newton still today. might. And they said they love Stidham. And I'm like, whatever, apparent, dude. Apparently, Cam is making the. He's going to be the starter. Oh, 100%. The second he signed there, he was going to be the starter. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you really believed that Jared. They really loved Jared Stidham, you just don't know what you're talking about. But it's just, it's just so hard to, like, I guess, completely throw out that idea because they did it with Tom Brady. You know, way back in the day, uh, what's his face goes down with an injury. Tom Brady steps in, he comes back from injury, and they go, Drew No, Bledsoe. yeah, Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. They go, No, we're gonna stay with Tom Brady. And I mean, it worked out for them, so but that is a once in a lifetime kind of thing. That's not gonna happen again, yeah. I don't know, I mean, who knows? Maybe Belichick, like you a- could say Aaron Rodgers, but even Aaron Rodgers was a first round pick, oh, you know what Alex I mean? Smith. I mean, under Alex Smith, I can't believe that. I mean, Alex Smith has turned out to be a decent quarterback. I hope he does well. I am so scared for him. Me too. If he takes one bad hit, dude, like, he's done. To that leg? Yeah. Did you see Did you see the video of him, like, walking out of his house, like, after he got the clearance? It looked, And he was wearing that leg sleeve? Yeah. Like, dude, you got to wear that just walking around your house, and you expect to go play professional football? Right. No. No, dude. No. no. Bad idea. You know he's going to, as soon as he sees some, as soon as the pod collapses, he's just going to collapse on the ground and, like, let people just- I hope not. I really hope not. I, I hope he becomes, you know, what he was before the injury because he deserves Comeback player it. of the year. I hope so. Comeback player of the year. Better. For the Washington football team. Like, I love that, that that real estate guy did that. Went out and just franchised everything and got all the names you could possibly think of. He's going to be a rich man. Dude, because once they really come to... Because I heard they wanted the Red Tails or something like that with a wolf as their logo. The Red Tails, the Red Wolves, the yeah. Sentinels. I've heard a lot of different and names. This yeah. guy even went out and got like the Washington College Fund Me, whatever. Yeah. You say like the student loans? Yeah, the student like loans. That like, I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> But, yeah, give us – I'm taking the under. I think there may be a 5-1 team this year. Yep. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, they have nobody. They had nobody last year, and yeah. now you lose everybody else. Like, all you add is Cam Newton. No. And if and if they start to play bad, they will trade Cam Newton. He's on a year deal. Right. Why wouldn't you trade Cam? I mean, but he's getting paid, like, the minimum. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So a team is going to pay for him. No, oh, yeah. A team will definitely I, trade for him on a that. on a million dollars. Go to the Raiders. I mean, if the Raiders are playing decently, right. but at that point, if they're playing decently, they don't you don't you don't mess it up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I could see a team that you know if they lose a guy to injury, like a starter, a quarterback to injury, they bring in Cam. But um, we go to the AFC North, or no, AFC East. My bad. Yeah. Yep. The New York Jets, six and a half is the win total, plus 110 to the over. 
minus 130 to the under. Man, we don't really have many overs on this thing, so <laughs> I'm not going to start now. Give me the give me the under. I, I mean, they lose Jamal Adams. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's your whole defense right there. And Sam Darnold is not good. Nope. Probably is out right now getting mono somewhere. Yep. And COVID at the same time. Yep. So, no. I mean, their, their O-line got a little better with their pickups in the draft. And Becton, yeah. Le'Veon Bell says he's going to have his best year. Yeah, I'm sure. I guess that's what they always say. Yeah. I just don't see it. Who do they even have at receiver? Robbie Anderson walked. They have Quincy and Nuno as their number one right now. I'm Is that it? I'm available. I'm, yeah, I'm down. I've always wanted to live in New York. Right. I can be like a Wes Walker kind of guy. I think if we go to New York right now, uh, we have to do a 14-day quarantine. I thought that was done. I hope it is. I think I saw that they don't, rec- they, they don't recommend that anymore. Oh, wow. Well. So, yeah, sign us up today. Yeah, we mean, can be I'll there take, in time for week one. I'll take $10,000. Yeah. I don't even want a lot of money. I mean, Darnold's just going to be throwing interceptions anyway, so it's not like it's it going to be our fault. Right. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not 20 feet tall. So I think we're going the under. Under. Minus under six day. and a half. <laughs> it sucks. The only way I see it going over is, is, you know, they beat the Patriots twice and they beat the Dolphins twice and – Get luck. I don't know. I, no, the under. Don't listen to me. <laughs> well, I mean, there's always a path. There's always a path for them to go over the total. Just they're just not not a good football team. They're like they they're always stuck in neutral. They can they never get better, but they're never like the worst team either. Mm. They're pretty bad. They're bad. They're like in neutral and like your driveway. They're always like bottom ten. Like they just like sit in the bottom ten yeah. of the league. They just need to re-sign Mark Sanchez. Yes. Re-sign Mark Sanchez, bring back Rex Ryan. That's the last time that they were successful. I can't agree more. Yeah. Um, Steelers, nine is the total. The over is minus 125. The under is plus 105. Chris, go ahead. I'm going over. Okay. You know, you say you don't believe in Big Ben. I don't really believe in him either, but this is the first time he's gotten basically a year of rest. Their defense is crazy good. If he can just be mediocre and rely on their defense, I think they run the table, especially in their division other than the Ravens. We see the Bengals barely covering theirs. I don't know. I just I like the over nine. I think the defense holds that team together to bring them. If not over nine, it pushes at nine. I originally had them at under nine. But the more I think about it, I they could. Just because the AFC North isn't strong, um, you know, obviously besides the Ravens, like I could I could see them sneak it, like sneak into the ten win range. Um, it's another one I don't feel good about. And I think I would take the under just for the value of the plus money. Yeah. Um, because so much of it is relying on big Ben to return right, to previous big ben. big ben kind of years. 
And even before his injury, he's been kind of showing that that's not really who he is anymore. Um, I'll take, you know, I'm going to stick with the under. I'm going to stick with my guns here. I don't think they're going to be that great. I wouldn't be surprised if they get to a 10, 10, 11 win season. But, I mean, I'm obviously going to be wrong on some of these because I'm all over the place. But, um, yeah, give me the under. I just I don't see them being that great this year. But uh, we'll get to our last team for this week's episode. Next week we're going to kind of cover the NFC side of things right yeah. before the season starts. The Titans. Eight and a half. The King. The King. The last bruiser running back of this generation. Freight train. Minus 125 to the over, plus 105 to the under. I'm going with the over. And I can see why you take that. But again, I think they went eight games. So slightly under. I mean, they so they had to hit the under eight and a half. I think they win eight games. I think as hard as it is to think that a team can shut down Derrick Henry, they just they figure out a way. And I think they're kind of – they had a great year last year, and they're going to be that team that was really good one year, and the next year just kind of feather out, you know, just kind of phase out because Derrick Henry is their whole team. Ryan Tannehill had a good year. How long has he been in the league? And he had one good year? Well, it was his first year with the Titans. I know, but... Sometimes it just takes a change of scenery. Yeah, but I don't... I think it's that one good and... And sometimes it's just... It's, sometimes it's the right system. Yeah. He might have found the right system that makes him successful at this point. Because everyone's loading the box. Right. there's nobody out in the back. Exactly. Exactly. Just, I, 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 could, I could thrive in that system. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like... I see right now the Titans is a better team than the Steelers. Yes. So uh, it's, it's hard because it's like offensively, yes, but defensively, no. They're good defensively, though. If they're worse than the Steelers defensively, it's not by much. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I really like the Titans this year. I, have the, I think they're a dark horse to challenge for the AFC, honestly. Um I mean, I still do think it's going to be the Chiefs, but I think the Titans are going to be right there this year again. They didn't get worse. No. They didn't get worse. And, you know, Derrick Henry's finally coming into his own. Like, he was kind of underwhelming his first couple years in the league. Yeah. And last year was like the first year, like, okay, this is the Derrick Henry that we all saw, saw at Alabama. Right. This is the guy that can get them over the hump. Yeah. And then it, no one saw Ryan Tannehill – being as good as he was with them last year. And if he can replicate that, even a little, like it doesn't need to be exactly that, but if he can do 75, 80% of what he did last year, they're going to be a dangerous team. I hope so. I really don't hope so. I don't want to play Derrick Henry again. Yeah, dude's nuts. Crazy. But uh, yeah, there we go. There's all of our win totals for the AFC. Let us know what you guys think. Um, I am really excited for football to start up again. I can't wait. Um, I'll probably get out to Arizona at some point to watch a game just so I can watch something live. Are they allowing fans? 
they are going to re- – they're one of the teams who are like, okay, well, we're, we'll reevaluate. Yeah. Like they're not going to have them right away, but hopefully maybe halfway through the season they start allowing fans. Um, and how dumb is it that the Raiders already rolled out fans? Like they completely just, ruled them out. That blows my mind because – Like every other team is like we're either going to have fans or we're going to wait a couple weeks, see how everything's shaking out, then we'll allow fans. It blows my mind just because you have this brand new Lexus Mercedes Stadium. You know what I mean? It's the death Roomba. The death Roomba. It's exactly what it looks like <laughs> every time I drive by it. It's Roomba. Um, and, you know, when you, you go out and you sign these, these big-name people and you draft these big-name people and you're expected. Now you move to Las Vegas, and this is a winning city. I yeah. think that's why the Knights did so well. They came in and they started winning. And that's all they want to do is win, right? And 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 everybody fell in love with them. If the Raiders come in here and just stink it up, send them back to Oakland. <laughs> we'll take another team, right? We'll try again. All right. Well, this is the night city at this point. Oh, definitely. I don't think. I mean, even if the Raiders were to win the Super Bowl, the thing is, is the Knights were born here. Right. The Raiders moved here. Mm-hmm. It's different. You know, maybe they have the, a lot to contend with. Right. If already. The, if the Raiders had came in and like changed their name, or not even that, if we just got a random football team, and you know, it'd be way different. But the Raiders need to win for anybody in the city to love them. Yeah, and I don't think with what they have right now, it'll be for another year or two until yeah. they like actually start to contend in the AFC. But uh, awesome. It's great to be back. Yeah. Um, We ran a little bit longer than we wanted to, but, you know, we had a lot to cover this week. So thank you guys for listening as always. Um, We'll be back every Monday now. We have a little easier of a schedule to work around. Um, Getting back to work and everything was not easy to schedule this. But we're back. Yeah, we're gonna be back every Monday next week. NFC win totals. Um, more hockey. More hockey. Hopefully by next week we'll be talking about the AS, uh, the Western Conference Finals and how the Knights are up a couple games on the Stars. But uh, <laughs> until then, we got a lot of good stuff coming up next week. A lot of hockey. A lot of basketball. Got college football to watch this weekend. We will see you guys next week. Be safe out there. Thanks for listening. Remember, always like, share, subscribe. We're on Twitter, Instagram, at the Trap Game Podcast. Apple Podcasts is where you can listen to us. It's the easiest way to do it. Um, Share us. We would really appreciate it. It's super simple. Um, Awesome. Thank you, guys. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Bye.